many on this planet, death begins after life. But for followers of Jesus, life begins only after our death. It's a Dave Fridlin original. <laughs> Another Dave Fridlin original. And with that, <laughs> and with that Dave Fridlin original, uh, we want to welcome you back to the We're Not Here podcast. Welcome back to the program. Uh, I am your your co-host, James Ortega, a.k.a. Jimmy Sunshine, the Mexican church kid with hip-hop sensibilities, and you are... I am Dave Fridlin, living large in Seattle, Washington right now. Seattle, Washington. You're in the Emerald City. I'm in the Emerald City. I actually just drove by the Space Needle this morning. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking. Yeah. We were talking when you when you drove by, and it just brought back really good memories of uh, when I was by the Space Needle. I, I loved it. It was a beautiful city. Yeah, it, it's actually unbelievably beautiful today. Yeah. Not a cloud in the sky. I think it's 76 nice. and sunny. So I'm up here for my niece's um, wedding. Oh, so okay. the whole family's... Well, family's trickling up here. I think we'll all be here by the end of um, this next week. I came up early to spend some time with my mother because I'm her favorite son. Yeah, is that is that right? Yeah, is that right? You're the that's, favorite. Yeah, that's that's what I told myself. <laughs> you told her too. Yeah, as you told, I know that's what you told all your siblings because I I say the same thing to my uh, to mine. I think we've <laughs> talked about this before, and we're like. Just delusional. We have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I say I, I'm, I'm your favorite son, right, Mom? And and she just chuckles. Yeah, that's it. There's no, there's no other answer than <laughs> <laughs> silly, David. Silly. David. So, but yeah, I have, I have a few brothers, right? And we're we grew up in Seattle. So yeah. anybody who knows me knows I, my heart is in Seattle, and uh, I used to be a huge Seahawks fan up up until uh, a few months ago when they decided to, <laughs> to, to trade Russell Wilson. To my Broncos. So, to your Broncos. <laughs> so, I guess, do you, not to, you know, stick on Seattle too much, but no. do you know the very first, uh, first game, I believe, of the season mm -hmm. on national television is going to be Seattle versus who? Really? Is it Denver? Are you serious? It's the Broncos? Seattle versus Denver. So Russell Wilson against his his former Seahawks. Do they do that on purpose? I think they do that on purpose, right? They, they did. have to. They, they did. They, they played that up. They marketed it. Oh, I wow. could not believe that. So that's going to be kind of fun. You and I should probably have to have a Super Bowl party. <laughs> that would be fun. Week one, just to watch uh, those two teams. Yeah, I don't I have no, a I haven't rooted for a That's team a in a long time, but yeah, it's definitely my childhood team. You know, my dad, I don't even think my dad really roots for him anymore. He doesn't really, unless he's, you know, there with his family and they, you know, they're into it still back, back in, uh, back in Denver or Colorado. But yeah, yeah it's, uh, you know, definitely have good if, memories. If my forever, uh, never ending kitchen and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and, <laughs> Uh, rehab of my house is finished. Yeah. By then, which it might be. So hopefully, I think I'll, hopefully, I'll pitch that to the wife to have a big All right. yeah. party. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd come up there and uh, 
enjoy the new house. Yeah. Yeah, I got to I got to meet your mom actually this morning uh over the phone. That was very nice. Joanne, right? Am I did I get that right? Yeah. Joanne. Yeah, got Joanne to meet Joanne. She's a pleasant lady. So it was really nice to uh hear her voice. I've heard a lot about her, but not never heard her voice, so that was cool. Yeah, so, she when we hung up, uh we were driving down I five. Same I five as we have in, in LA. Right. And it goes all the way <laughs> goes all the way up to Canada, all the way up to Vancouver. Right. Yeah. But we were driving down. I think we're pretty close to looking at the Space Needle and, and I talked to you and when we hung up I said, That's my buddy James. I mm-hmm. said, That's Jimmy Sunshine Mom and she said, That's nice and I said, Yeah. <laughs> uh he's he's my co host of of our podcast yeah. and she paused and looked at me and said podcast you do a podcast podcast <laughs> you do a podcast <laughs> no, what's the oh podcast? what's a podcast oh man <laughs> i said wow well so i had to go through the 20 minute uh yeah. explanation of it's kind of like a radio show right right so my mom has no clue wow that's uh, I, she doesn't realize that to nine people on this planet, you hey. and I are pretty famous. Hey, we can't walk the streets in nine places. Maybe all, I mean, maybe it's the same street, but <laughs> it's it's uh, somewhere we can't walk the street. Uh, yeah, I told I told her uh, <laughs> just don't just don't go to Nigeria, Mom, or you you yeah you know, they're gonna yeah. realize you are uh, Dave Fridland's mother and probably. You, you know, well, maybe she might get a free dinner. Some she might, yeah, get some a free dinner, a couple free dinners, and you know, comp hotel. So that, who knows? So let's put that fantasy away. <laughs> well, my put day that was fantasy to bed. Yeah, my day was pretty busy. Um, I got up and took a bunch of stuff to the hazardous waste um, center in the valley. I didn't even know they had this place out there. Every it's open every weekend. And you can just take your stuff down Saturday and Sundays, and you drive through. They take the stuff out of your car. You don't even have to get out. You just, you know. Drive through. Wow. Yeah. It's a, a, you know, I put paint. I had a bunch of old paint and a microwave oven and a printer uh, that we don't use anymore. And so I just drove it up. They opened up the back. They took everything out. So I took my dad with me. We went for the drive and then went and got some food, took it back to my parents' house, and then started cleaning up their house a little bit more. Um, you know, trying to get them ready to move, uh, starting yeah. on this Thursday, they can start moving stuff into their new place this oh, Thursday. That's so. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. That's and it's, cool. it's, uh, it's a little nerve wracking for them. They're a little nervous, but you know, they're, they're also, you know, looking forward to a new place, new start. So it'd be good. Yeah, I was telling my mom about that. I told her the whole backstory and she, she totally can relate because right. obviously she did, she did the same thing, moved out of a house that she'd been in for, this was their, uh, my mom and dad's second home. So okay. the home that we grew up in, in Issaquah, Washington, right. sold. We all went off to college or, or moved away the all the children mm-hmm. and they bought in Redmond okay washington right um, and same thing they they had to figure out what to do and and my mom just you know we were talking about it. she says oh that was that was very difficult because you're going through boxes of right. 
childhood things yep. and deciding, do I keep it? Do I throw it away? Is he going to want it for his grandkids? Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. So my dad didn't have a problem. He just chucked everything. <laughs> just threw it all in the garbage. Yeah. And But my mom was like, well, well hold on, Jim. Right. He's a, my dad's name is Jim also. Mm-hmm. Hold on, Jim. Uh, maybe maybe Jeff David Crager J would like that one day. <laughs> so it was a nightmare for my dad. But, yeah. But um, it got done, and your parents just did the same thing. Yeah, they're purging now a little bit. Uh, we threw, we've thrown a lot of stuff away from the garage. Uh, I cleaned out under their stairs a little bit today. Um, some books, uh, recycling or giving away some books that they've had. Still got some stuff to do, but yeah, it is exactly that, man. It's just, you know, my dad still has not just my school papers or school projects from when I was a kid, but his school projects and stuff from when he was no. a kid. I'm I'm not even he, kidding you, man. He has a couple boxes of stuff that he just will not let go of. And it's 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 really hard because I'm like, okay, fine. You can take that to your new place. You have plenty of space to store stuff. That's fine. Yeah. But eventually I'm going to have to throw it away myself. So you're going to leave all this work yeah. for me, which he doesn't really have a problem with. I mean, you know, both of them kind of hang on to stuff a little. My my dad's a little bit, my mom's a little bit better than my dad. But they're, <coughs> yeah. excuse me, they're both about the same. So it's it's really hard. It's really hard when they don't want to let go of the, the, you know, the memories, you know, which I understand. I get it. But, yeah. um, you know, just That's it just old. makes it a little bit busier, you know. That's a lesson in itself. We could we could go on for another couple oh, yeah. hours on letting go. Yeah, you know, yeah, just for sure. Letting go in life, I mean, that's a huge biblical message, right there. That's true. You got to let go, move on, move turn forward. the page. Yeah, move and forward. it's very tough for us as humans to pull that off. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I hung on to things for years. I moved. I lived in California for almost forty years, and yeah. I moved around as a, as a single guy, lived with different roommates, mm-hmm. hopped around to different areas. And I hung on to boxes of stuff. And finally, when I met my, my wife, she said, you got to let this stuff go. Yeah. Yeah. This is like an obsession that you carry around and you haven't looked in these boxes, you know, and probably you know, since you were a teenager. I'm right. Like, well, one day I'm gonna I'm gonna need this. That's exactly. So, <laughs> that's exactly. I learned a lot. My wife is one day. real cut and dry. Yeah, yeah. She's just never know. Get rid of it. Let it go. Yeah. Start something new. And my family. Uh, when I say my family, my wife and I, um, and my kids, I think we're pretty good at it. Um, I I have gotten to the point where I'll, I'll throw pretty much anything away. You know. Um, I do have some sentimental value stuff from when I was younger. I have a few things, yeah. but I haven't kept on to a lot of it because I just don't want all that. You know, I, I want to be as minimal as possible. Um, what we used to do with our kids was every Christmas, they would have to purge five things uh, when they got their new stuff. So we get their new stuff during Christmas, their new oh, presents. We would have them purge. Smart. And give away five things that they didn't want anymore, so five things that they could part with, and we would give it to the you know Goodwill, Salvation Army, or whatever. Oh wow! Yeah, so That's we a- we taught them how to do that just to keep keep stuff light, keep stuff clean. Um, and you know the the hardest thing I had to throw away a, a few months ago actually, I cleaned out my garage a little bit. I threw out old basketballs. 
uh, and old volleyballs, old uh, sports equipment that my kids are never going to use again. And they were, I mean, these basketballs wouldn't even bounce yeah. anymore, man. <laughs> they wouldn't even bounce anymore. You couldn't even grip them anymore. They were just there because, you know, they were part of my kids growing up. <clears throat> but I did. I threw them out. And, uh, you know, it, it is it is a good lesson, you know, just to to be able to um, purge some stuff out you know what when you when you start when you keep moving forward you know so yeah, yeah man so that's it's a good thing we hang on to stuff and we're not supposed to we're supposed to be hanging on to jesus there's there's right. your big in a nutshell message right there that's right that's right um well i think we should uh take our break but before we do i want to uh introduce our topic for the night um uh, and this is going to start I believe this is going to start a pretty uh, significant series. Um, I think we could go for a while on this one. And it's just, it's partly what we've been talking about a little bit um, with witchcraft, um, witchcraft in the church and, (coughs) excuse me, um, false teachings in the church and that type of thing. But we're also going to go into other areas of society and we're going to be talking about the new age, the new age mysticism. And when we say new age, there's nothing new about it. It is from the origins of humankind, humanity. Uh, this is an idea. And we're going to talk about the origins tonight uh, from Genesis 3, not even Genesis 6. We're going to go further back to Genesis 3. And we're going to talk about the origins of the thought process of new age uh, mysticism and, and uh, or new age thought, new age uh, practices or ideals. Um, and <clears throat> we're going to kind of move, we're, this is just an introduction. We want to introduce what that is and where it, where it goes. We're going to eventually get into environmentalism. We're going to get into yeah. the yoga practice. We're going to get into uh, church ideology, false teachings in the church, the name it, claim it. We've talked about that a little bit. Uh, the prosperity gospel, it's very new age. Um, we're going to get into many, many, many things. And we're also going to interview some people that, uh, were saved out of it. Um, and we're going to, we're going to hear from them, uh, what they went through and what their process, why, why did you get into it in the first place? And then, and then how Jesus saved them out of it. So I'm really looking forward to this. Um, it's just going to continue the, the conversation about who we are as believers and the world that we live in, this dark world that we live yeah. in, and why it's so dark, you know. So, I'm well, looking, you know, we we, forward to it. we everything you and I are starting to discover, and it's pretty obvious that everything, and I mean everything, is connected. Right. Every little, uh, no matter how small and insignificant, is connected. Right. Um, ideologies even thoughts, concepts, political mm-hmm. movements, right. uh, spiritual movements. It's all connected, and it goes back to the same foundation, same, the, uh, it originates from the same thing. And right. I, I think that's what you're saying is you are going are gonna to lay down the foundation. We're yeah. going to go back to the beginning of this yeah. and, and try to understand where we are today and how we got here. Right. And so there really is a, beginning middle and end to this and there's one culprit and we all know who he is right yeah and he's the fallen one and he has created this counterfeit Uh, 
that looks yeah. like, smells like, acts like uh, uh, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. The triune, and mm-hmm. he's created his own yeah. in all of these different areas. And as I'm excited because we're going to take you know, a lot of the concepts we brought up and we haven't even cracked the surface right? Uh, in, in the 20, 2021 podcast we've done, but we're taking that and now we're going to finally put it in a chronological order, uh, which my friend James is very good at digging back to the roots <laughs> and then we will build on it over a few weeks and hopefully yeah. we'll have a, a nice archive that people can refer to and understand Oh, this is what mm-hmm. where we're at. This is how we got here. So yeah. it's good. It's going to be fun. Cool. All right. Well, <coughs> uh, also excuse the coughing. I know I'm still coughing. I'm still having a little bit of respiratory stuff, uh, sinus stuff with the uh, with the old sickness here. So I'm um, still getting over it. So you know, excuse that, please. Uh, and yeah, well, let's let's take a quick break. I'll get some water and uh, clean myself out a little bit, and we'll we'll come right back. Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, welcome back to the We're Not Here podcast. Um, thank you for coming back. Thank you for uh, continuing to listen. Um, yeah, you know, again, we just want to remind everybody the website, www.can... Uh, oh, my gosh. I almost said www.canyons.edu. I'm already in work mode for tomorrow morning. Oh, man. Uh, that was weird. <laughs> um, www.nothere2, that's T-O-O dot com, uh, where you can connect with us. You can um, go back to the old archives, go back to the old, uh, some of our old um, episodes. Check us out there. Spotify, Facebook, um, anywhere where you listen to your podcast, you can pretty much find us. Um, and we appreciate it. We always appreciate people listening and, and getting into the conversation. Had a couple conversations with people, um, who've listened and talking about different things. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really good. I'm just, man, I'm so grateful that, I mean, we're able to do this and, uh, you know, communicate the, the gospel and, and all the, the different things that we talk about, you know? So, um, let's get in to the new age religion new age thought um so when we think of new age i think we maybe go back to the 70s we start going back to the 60s 70s um i think that's when it started to become really popular here in the united states uh as a new form of religion um (coughs) we 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 you know, when we were younger, I, I mean, when I was younger, I, I heard of it, but I didn't really know what it was. I thought it was just, you know, flower power, you know, the, the hippies or is very bohemian, um, very about the earth. You know, we'll get into that later. I know you have some information on that. Um, but when I started really, when I got older and I started looking into what is new age, where does that come from? Um, and I started doing some more research and just biblical just research into what it is. And then I started going back to the Bible and I started reading the Bible. Oh, this is where it originated right here. And so um, reading Genesis 3, if you read Genesis 3, this is where 
the serpent comes into the into the scene after God has created the heavens and the earth, and he's he's created man and woman and all the animals, <clears throat> and they're chilling in the in the garden, you know, walking around, um, communicating with God every day, um, just living life, and and it's beautiful and it's great. And the only thing that God told them was to stay away from the tree of uh, good and evil, to stay away from that one tree. Don't eat from the fruit. And the serpent in Genesis 3 comes in, and the nakash, as it's in Hebrew, uh, so it's not a snake. It's uh, the serpent or the shining one. It's, a, it's an angel. It's a, it's a fallen angel. Um, and it could be the, the fallen angel, right? It could be Satan himself. Um, some manuscripts believe it is. Some manuscripts think it, it may be a different one, a different angel. But the 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 bottom line is he, what does he tell Eve? He tells Eve because Eve says, well, God told us not to eat from the tree or we would surely die. Well, the serpent says, you won't, you won't die. Is that what really God said? The, the, the truth is, is that you're not going to die. The truth is, is that your eyes will be open and you will be like God. You will be like him. And so that spoke to her. Um, I want to be like God. You know, I want to be like him. I, I know him. I know who he, I know what he's like. I know what he's done. I want to be like him. And so I don't know if it was an innocence or if it was, I don't think Eve was directly trying to disobey God or not disobey God, but, you know, wanting to become enlightened at that moment. You know what I mean? Uh, but the serpent gave her just a little bit of uh, truth with a, a lot of lie wrapped around it. And he said, you surely won't die. You will be open. Your eyes will be open. You will gain knowledge. You will gain the knowledge that God has. And that appealed to her. And so she took from the fruit. She ate of the fruit. And she gave to Adam, who was standing right there. Adam ate the fruit as well. And their eyes were opened. And they realized that they, what they had done. Um, and so what is the punishment? What was the punishment for their disobedience? What did God tell them? He told both of them, you're going to experience pain. Now I'm not going to go detail in, you know, detailed <coughs> what he told them, but both of them, he said, you're going to experience pain, pain in childbirth. And, and Adam, you're going to experience pain in working the, working the land. Now you're going to have to work the land and eat from the land. You're going to have to work for your food instead of me providing it, and you're going to have pain, and you're going to have thorns and thistles. It's going to, it's going to produce thorns and thistles for you. So there was going to be human pain, human suffering, because of disobedience. Um, and so both of those punishments, if not enough, then God says, okay, in order for you to... Now, because you have this knowledge, because you have this knowledge, and where we get the word Gnosticism, right? Gnosticism is a huge part of our our world and and what people believe now. Uh, trying to find knowledge, trying to gain knowledge, uh, because of this knowledge that they have attained now, they knew they were naked. They knew what was going. They knew they had done something wrong, and uh, now he has to kick them out of the garden, and now he has to set up a cherubim on the outside of the garden with the sword to keep them out 
Because if they would have got back into the garden, they would have ate from the tree of life, meaning that they would have still lived forever, and that knowledge would have never gone down. They would have never lost knowledge. They would have never stopped learning and growing and becoming uh, indestructible in their knowledge. And so he had to keep men out of the garden now because of the knowledge that they had that they would have life. They would eat of the tree of life and have everlasting life with this knowledge. God knew that he had to keep them out. And to this day, you know, wherever that is, there's a cherubim standing guard. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because everything about God's punishment, he didn't kill them. They didn't die, right? So the serpent was correct. They didn't die, but spiritually or, or in their relationship to God did die. And now they have nothing but pain. Now you still have joy and you still have laughter and I'm, you know, they still had their kids and they enjoyed certain things. But it was a painful existence now. And to this day, our lives are full of pain, right? We, we talk about it all the time. Um, so, you know, we can look at Genesis 11 with the Tower of Babel. What were they trying to do? What were they trying to do with the tower? They started building the city of Babylon. They built the city of Babylon. They were building this tower. What were they attaining? The, in in uh, Genesis 11, they say that, um, let us build this city for us so that we can be famous so that we can have we can attain this higher ground this tower will be our higher ground to be like god so again it's the same sin it's the same uh thought of trying to be like god trying to be at in a, in a place where he is up in the high places and we can make a name for ourselves um so you're starting to see what new age is the the idea of new age is self gratification self adoration self ambition selfish ambition everything about it is the self everything about it is how can i attain the higher consciousness or how can i attain more wealth how can i attain uh full health how can i attain any of these things that that is good in life how do I get there? And this is what they were doing. This is exactly what they were doing. Um, now I can pause here if you have a comment or you want to put something in, because I, I know I'm talking a lot. No, I just I, I I'm I'm listening, but um, yeah, this this coincides really well with with when Jesus came on the scene and the the disciples asked him what it's what is it, Lord. Jesus, tell us what it, is it going to be like in the right. in the end. Mm-hmm. And he, the first thing on his list, absolute first thing on his list, he said, "There, they will be the people of that time will be lovers of self." Mm-hmm. And that's an absolute culmination of what you're talking about over, you know, several thousand years. Right. Is in the end, it doesn't change. Right. It, doesn't change it's the same thing it's all about self and in a nutshell that's that's your new age that's why it's not new it's right. old right keep, keep going and you think about the I like the, where you're headed all right cool um uh, you think about the disciples as well when they asked jesus you, you reminded me right now when they asked him who's going to be the greatest in your kingdom is it going to be me is it going to be is going to be peter is it going to be john who's going to be at your right hand who's who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom 
And he he's kind of scolded them and said, the least is the greatest. The greatest is the least, and the least will be the greatest. He, he, he made sure that he gave them perspective of, I did not come here to be served. I came here to serve. And so that's opposite, complete opposite of this new age idealism of the self, right? Uh, Jesus's yeah. whole ministry was about others. It was not about him. It was not about him being glorified. Now, he was glorified because he was God. But it wasn't about him attaining this high ground. It was him lowering himself to death in order to have us be with him one day, right? So that's complete opposite of what any god or any king would ever do, right? Where, yeah, where yeah. have you ever heard that? <laughs> So he was such a revolutionary, <laughs> right? That's what that's, and that's why he was hated so much. Um, going back to Genesis twelve, and, and we'll continue with the Genesis thing. Um, after the Tower of Babel is is stopped, after God comes down and he 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 disperses the people to into the nations, the seventy nations, and he confuses their language. And there's now languages all over the world. Now it's not just one language that it was to begin with. Um, now they have to painfully try to uh, win wars. Now they have. Now they're going to hate each other because they're not going to be working together. They're going to be uh, enemies of one another. And now it's that it brings more pain. It brings more pain into the world, more self-deprecation than self-gratification. Which again, they created all these gods then, and they started worshiping all these other gods so that they could. Uh, atone for their sins or whatever and they could still have the greatest of all things they could still um <coughs> be uh you know rich and they could still have everything that they wanted if they would just atone to their gods um but what does god tell abraham in the in the very next uh, chapter god calls abraham and says i want you to leave this people i want you to leave this area because he was in the same area, he was a Chaldean, he was a he was a pagan. I want you to leave this area, leave your family, leave your your land, and go where I tell you to go, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. I will be your God, and you will be my people. So, what does God do again? Even in Genesis, He's saying, "Okay, I'm going to flip the script." I'm not going to allow uh, this idea of the self and self-gratification and worshiping other gods and idols. You will worship me, and I will be your God, and I will take care of you. I will provide everything for you. You will not attain anything on your own. I will give it to you. And that was the promise to Abraham. It's, it's a promise that still to this day is in effect. Um, <coughs> so... You know, it's so just he set him apart. Right, right. He pulled him apart, set him apart, and then he became the blessing. He became the one yeah. to right. He became the one to to provide everything. Um, <coughs> without and just just like we were talking about last week, when right, you know, even on an individual basis, God is going to pull us out of a situation, set us apart, and the only thing we will count on is Him. Right. We'll have a relationship with him individually, just like it did with Abraham. But go ahead. That's right. Um, so let's then <coughs> fast forward to Matthew 4. 
um, where Jesus is about to stay. He's just been baptized. He's about to start his ministry. And what happens? He's, he goes into the wilderness. He fasts for 40 days. And then who shows up? The accuser, right? The, maybe the, the, the serpent, that same serpent, the Nakash, right? Shows up and uh, starts to taunt Jesus, right? And what does he taunt him with? He taunts him with food, protection, and power. He, you know, all you have to do is say the word and God will change these stones into bread so you can eat. And what does Jesus say? He just comes back with the scriptures. He, he, he fights back with scripture. He knows that the enemy knows the scriptures as well, but he, he, he goes back to what God, the, the laws of God, the law of Yahweh, and he, and he fights back that way. Well, if you, um, you know, he takes him to the, to the high places um, and he shows them, if you jump off of here, surely your angels will protect you. They'll catch you. They won't let you hurt yourself. You should not tempt the Lord your God, right? He, he fights back again with the scripture. It's all about God. It's all about serving God. It's all about worshiping God. This is not about me. And then Satan tells him, look, all of these kingdoms, I have, they, they've been given to me. All the kingdoms of the world have been given to me. I will give them to you if you bow down and worship me, basically. And Jesus said, the only God we worship is Yahweh. The, uh, my father is the only God. He's the only one we worship. And, <clears throat> and then Satan goes away because he knows he can't get him, right? He can't, he can't do anything about it. Um, but that again, that thought is, Jesus, I will feed you. I will protect you or your angels will protect you. I will give you this. I will... I will give you all the kingdoms of the world and, and you'll have them. And Jesus is like, this is not the point. The point is not about power and selfish ambition. And again, it's just the same idea. The, the point is to serve God, to serve God alone, to be one with him and him one with us. I, I trust in him alone. I don't trust in anything else this world has to offer. I don't even trust the angels catching me if I jumped off of here, I follow and I serve Yahweh. And um, that's it. And so he, this is how he, he combats that idea again. Um, Matthew 5, uh, Jesus explains, Matthew 5 is the Beatitudes, right? So he explains the kingdom of God. <clears throat> he explains his kingdom. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's, complete antithesis of the world system. Again, it's blessed are the humble, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor, or the uh, poor in spirit, blessed are the those who are persecuted, uh, blessed are, you know, the gentle, the, the, the humble. Every, every, everything about his kingdom is, is us last, or us being not, not, Push, push over, not weak, but us being less than. And again, the, the reason he's giving this, this, uh, this teaching is to explain to his disciples that we are, my, our kingdom, my kingdom is not about you. It's not about your glory. It's not about you being attaining something. It's not about you having something. It's not about you knowing Gnosticism, right? It's not about your knowledge or your wisdom. It is about me. It's about your. It's about God, the Father, Yahweh, 
and and it's about um, uh, lowering yourself so that you could be held high. We we go, you know, Romans one talks about the same thing. Um, you know, Ephesians two we talked about before says the same thing. Um, First and Second Peter talk about it. Uh, Jude talks about it. All these false religions, all these false teachings, <coughs> um, anything false, anything outside of God's plan or outside of God's law talks about the, the I, the self. Uh, Ephesians 1, remember when we talked about Ephesians 2, how it, how it over and over, you know, you are saved by me. I saved you. I am the one who took care of you. I'm the one who brought you. I will do this for you. I, it's, it's God himself being the great I am, and we're yeah. his servants. We are his people, and we lessen ourselves to be more like him. Um, and that's the whole point of the gospel. It's the whole point of who we are as Christians. Um, there is no, you know, <laughs> there is no self-gratification or self-actualization. We'll talk a lot about that as we go with this new age ideas it's it's there is no self when it comes to the the kingdom of heaven now that doesn't mean that you don't have a personality it doesn't mean that you god can't use you because you have a personality you know we we god uses us he loves us he made us he created us like we are in his image but with our personalities <coughs> to be able to communicate him throughout the world so that doesn't mean that we just become robots or these Christian, you know, robots who just say the same thing all the time and we have no no personality. I think you and me have both been extremely, you know, open about how we, who we are and and how we enjoy this, you know, our families and stuff here. But but the bottom line is that we are his. And we don't we don't see the world as our oyster. We don't see yeah. the world as our, you know, our beck and call. We are, we rise. That's one of my, one of the worst um, phrases that has come out in the last 10 years or whatever. I rise or we rise, uh, yeah. rise above, you know, all this stuff. It It is just, again, you know, we'll get into it, but, you know, um, there, the, the, the mantra of Satanism, the mantra of witchcraft, the mantra of all this new age mysticism, the mantra of this world system is do what feels good to you. Do what makes you happy. And that's the anti-Christ system. It is the anti-Jesus system. And um, yeah, do do what thou wilt. Right, right. Uh, who was that? That was the the beast. What's his name? I, I always forget his name. Um, not Anton. Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley. Uh, that was his. That was his mantra, and it's everywhere. It's all over the place. Uh, Nike, yeah. just do it. Nike, just do it. You know all these different things. Yeah. It's all put out as that. It's in, it's embedded in our advertising. It's right. embedded in our psyche. Right. And it starts with our children. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, so now we're, we're outside of the, the biblical realm and, and we're getting now into, uh, what's the next thing you think of? You think of the Roman empire and you think of what the Roman empire was like. That was all about the self. 
that was all about yeah. self gratification, man. Yeah. They, you now know, they had a de- they had deities, right? But the deities were to help yourself, right? They were they were created for man by man to assist man <clears throat> to receive power and and a greater um, emphasis on self, right? So it's the same concept. It's the same concept for the people, and it was the same concept for the emperor system because the emperors were gods. They were worshipped like gods, and then eventually yeah. the popes, right? Now, I, I do want to say yeah. this disclaimer. I want to say this disclaimer now that we're going to probably offend everyone with this. Yeah. We're going to offend. If people are going to listen to this, and it's not our our intent to offend you or to make you mad or to, to, to hurt anyone. But the truth of the matter is, is this stuff. Um, and so we're going to offend all other religions. Um, we're going to offend a lot of other people. And again, it's not so much the people, it's the system that the people serve. And without some of them, without knowing some know it, some know for sure. And they don't care. So they don't care about being offended by us, but some people, really believe that this is the way we should live and they don't understand what they're actually believing in. They don't understand what they're actually getting themselves into. Um, even Christians and, and I'm going to, I'll read this real quick. I wrote this today and I just wanted to read, to, to read this, um, before we get into moving into the next, you know, what, what I know you have some stuff you want to bring in. Um, but I'm going to read this real quick. I put, I wrote, Every religion in the world, every religion in the world is new age mysticism. Everyone. Every religion is a system of belief that not only ignores Jesus as divine, but looks to subvert him with another Messiah. Every God from every religion has been created by humans to erase Jesus as the one and only son of Yahweh. Every single one. Even the Christian religion in thousands of churches and maybe millions of believers' hearts and minds, this idea has infiltrated, and it's every single religion. And, and again, I want to reiterate, even Christianity in its various forms has become New Age Antichrist religion. Um, so we're not exempt from this. You know, the, the church... No. The not Christian church is not exempt from this. We are all a part of this this problem. Um, the only the only uh, people that are not a part of this system are true followers of Yeshua, true followers of Jesus. Um, they have not become religious and antichrist in their religion. They have stayed in a relationship with Jesus and stayed true to biblical understanding the biblical understanding of what the church is who god is who jesus is who we are uh what christianity is what it was in the in the first and second century when it became christianity it wasn't even called that to begin with but the true biblical understanding of following jesus are the only people and and i i believe it's a small amount uh not a small amount of people, but it's a it's a smaller demographic demographic of people than the rest of this world yeah. system. It's looking smaller and smaller all the time. Right, right. You know uh, what what you you said. Uh, so throughout the ages, 
one we've man has been drawn to deities yeah. something other than the true god to worship and then rome pops into the scene and like mm-hmm. you said emperors became the deities mm-hmm. and so you know man kind has always needed something other than god they've been drawn to this shiny object uh to worship and right. they've been pulled astray that shiny object being the the um uh, angel of light, so to speak. Right. Now you know, you've got now you have emperors in the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. and all those emperors they did moving in t- from that century, the first century, all the way to the twentieth century is this. They just changed, and they morphed into your today's gurus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. right. Um, uh, it moved into the speaker on the stage right. of the. 25,000 member church, right. the personality mm-hmm. of that guru or that mini deity that people are following because they have the, uh, the anointing, right. they have the answers. And that's, you know, when you say it's moved into the church, it's moved into the church yeah. and the church doesn't even know that we're taking on all of the characteristics of the first century mm-hmm. um, deity, pagan worship, right? Uh, in the form of, you know, our own emperors, right? And we're and we're putting them up on a stage, and where we're following them. Oh, this they pop up every day, don't they? With yeah. new religions and cults and people they get, right? Uh, you know, concepts, and so that love of self keeps drawing us to the flame over yeah. and over and over and that's why you say it's it's not new stuff it's no. old it's just being repackaged just being regurgitated and right. repackaged right and that and that's when i say when we say it's not hyperbole when we say that it's infiltrated all areas of society because if it's god worship if it's worship of god man uh, which we've talked about with Gary Wayne as well, the God man, the, the giants, right? And yeah. then it goes into God men of the emperors, God men of the popes, God men of the athletes, even, yes. even in the Roman Empire. God oh, men. That's a, well, one of the emperors, yes. Right. Uh, uh, athletes, superstars, right. actors, right. Uh, musicians. Right. right. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. The Godmen, the stars, the 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 people that we hold up in 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 uh, high regard. They call them the stars, right? They call them stars, right? They call super I mean, stars. <laughs> it's all the same thing. So, it politicians, pastors, leaders, anyone yeah. who's in in control of something, anyone who has power, those people are hated at times, but also worshipped. At, at, yeah. at times and so the god man um and and if you listen to people talking about new age mysticism or people who have gotten into it, and I've, I've listened to a lot of testimonies from people who have gotten into men and women they were looking for truth they were looking for god and they found yeah. it in themselves they found god in themselves the the goddess the holy you know the the holy goddess that they found in themselves, uh-huh. uh, or the god that they found in themselves, um, or in other men. 
All religions, yeah. all the religions talk about everyone, especially the Hindu religion. <coughs> excuse yeah. me. God is everywhere. He is in everything. He's a force, right? Uh, God is not a person, and God is not a not a. You can't have a relationship because it's a force. It's it's yes. what's in everything about everything and everyone, uh, even the animals, according to some of them. Yeah. Um. So we have made, and this is again Romans one. We have taken the creation and worshipped the creation rather than the creator of that creation, and uh, we know. And it's even switched switched genders because it's right. it's, it's now uh, <coughs> you know turned to the feminine right. in a lot of a lot of this movement. Well, the Mother Earth. You were going to talk about the Mother Earth. It's yeah. It's you know uh, you know um, Mother Earth or. Uh, you know, whatever whatever names they've given it, it's become very feminine. Um, yeah. And so... Or the goddesses, right. you know, right. and the different religions, but sure. Yeah, it, 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 it passes through all religions. So all religions come from Babylon. Every religious system comes from Babylon, and it's one system. Again, it's repackaged into all these different names and all these different gods and all these different looks. Uh, but every single religion comes from Babylon, except again, for Abraham and, and Yahweh's relationship. That was the only difference at that time in Mesopotamia and in, uh, you know, in, in those, in, in the, 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 um, the very beginning of humanity in Mesopotamia, it was God, men. It was always worship of whatever they could come up with to become yeah. their God. And Yahweh was the only one that was the creator God that chose Abraham or Abram and yeah. uh, put him on a different path. And it's the only one. And then from, from Abraham, then we come, right? Then, then the pagans who would also believe in this Yahweh would become a part of that, those, that path as well. And that's why we're here. That's why we're, we're able to, to be doing this. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. It, um, I don't know. If it, so where where are we landing right about now in the timeline? Well, We've got a little bit of the history. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, we can get into. I mean, uh, you know, you can get into anything. Um, I, I started listening to. I was listening to a, a documentary about the '60s, and not even uh, yeah. not even like '65, '67, '68 when the hippie movement began. But even before that, 62, 63, um, things started to be put in motion um, with the New Age mysticism, right? Uh, one of the first yeah. things that happened, and, and this may seem like little, and again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offend some Beatle fans, but George Harrison and the Beatles go to India. And I believe this was 1962, 63-ish, right around that time. Yeah. They go to yeah. India, they get enlightened, they start believing that this is the true God, this is the true religion, and they brought it back to the United States, or into the Western world, not just the United States, but into the Western world, and they started promoting it so heavy, so heavily, that it became a huge movement. And this is before, you know, this is, um, yeah. this is before the hippies, but the hippie movement and the, the you know, free love, LSD, that whole thing started this this pantheon of well, I don't want to say pantheon. That's a that's a bad word. It's uh, it's um, it's an incorrect word. It's 
started this whole i guess i guess mountain slider or what is that kind of rock slide of spiritualism that started here it was a spiritual wave that literally hit every coast on this planet right and it was and it was perpetuated by uh rock and roll not in general but the biggest rock group how how interesting that this rock group that hit and and affected the entire world so incredibly i'm right Um, yeah they were overnight superstars yeah um it just happened to find enlightenment in eastern mysticism right. and shared that on one of their albums i think the white album and and and, and even sergeant Pepper. peppers for sure so, right and and they they started sharing that and yeah. that's when i first discovered wow these guys are kind of sitting around yeah uh, and they started growing their hair and their beards, and they started talking strangely. And their songs went from "Hey Girl" to <laughs> deep, deep. Yeah. Um, you know, Spiritual. I want to hold your hand. Right. To uh, these these deep religious sentiments. Right. That screamed of paganism. Right. Yeah, and and you know. George Harrison, and and again, this is—it's not just the, the Beatles were the beginning of it, I believe, because yeah. no one had really known. You know, India was a very mysterious place, is very, you know, spiritually charged or mysterious. I don't know how many people really knew of India in the Western culture at that time, um, yeah, or into you know the the, the Hindu religion. Um, but when they came back and George Harrison wrote that song about Hare Krishna. And he uses Jesus's name in there too, right? He he mixes yeah. Jesus with Hare Krishna. The Hare Krishna religion is extremely dark and extremely scary. And to mix in Jesus with that, it started again a wave, and then the wave just continued again with with LSD and with the yeah. the, the free love. Don't trust anybody above twenty five and. You know, the government, I mean, look, uh, a, a lot of the older people at that time are complicit in this, right? Because they, they, they had a hand in detaching from young people and, you know, it was, it was a weird time from women, the whole thing. Uh, but that's when the women's movement began. That's when all these movements started to become big in our country and in other yeah. parts of the world. And it took, uh, it took a huge bite out of the true following of Jesus, the, the true following. Yeah. I mean, the church started going yeah. through these weird changes as well, right? This charismatic. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not saying charismatic is wrong, but these, these, uh, these tent meetings and they started seeing all these people coming no, in. That, that was literally and, a different wave, yeah. a different form of, um, uh, what's the word of of deceiving? Right. Uh, like you said, the tent meetings that happened in the sixties, uh, seventies, right. but, but um, more more in the late fifties. Yeah. You have the Kenneth Hagans. Right. You have the um, uh, uh, not the latest ones, the, the Kenneth Copelands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another the next generation, but the early on guys, the Kenneth Hagans um, and the um, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, right. Uh, Right. These tent meetings in, in the Midwest yeah. started happening uh, in full force, and that's where you get the the false doctrines of yeah. 
the uh, the Word of Faith movement, pros, heavy prosperity teaching. Right, right. And all of that comes back to me, 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 me. Right. I can get right. rich. I can be healed. Um, I, you know, if I say this, if I have enough faith, it's all fell on man yeah. to, as as worshiping um, uh, a false god and using self to and that god in the form that you've created him to get where you want to be. You want right. to be successful and rich? Hey, uh, use this new doctrine right. that came on the scene. Right. And that exploded. Right. Yeah. If you're, if in you're, the church, that, that was what was exploding. Right. Well, I mean, outside of the church, if you're in big business, if you're, if you're successful, if you make that money, you go to college and you make that money, you become successful in business, you can have all these, the American dream, right? That was what was sold yeah. from the, from the forties, fifties, sixties after the great depression. Uh, but in the churches it was, well, you don't have to be in big business. You can be in ministry or you can, yeah. you can be apart from that. We're not like that. We're not like those pagans out in the business world doing all these crazy things. We're in the church, yeah. but it was the same ideology of the self yeah. that was permeating. Or we, we should be. <laughs> We should be as successful. Or we should more be more successful, successful right? Because, because we know God. We have God. Right, right. Exactly. Um, and so that starts to shift. And then you get into, you know, what what was the me generation? Was that the 70s? Was that or the, the me yeah, decade? Well, the, you, you have me generation really came into uh, effect in, in the 60s with the free love. Okay. Um, Open, the mind expansion with LSD and right. some of the mind-altering drugs. Uh, I believe that was probably the catalyst to opening up to the, um, the, that next wave, like you said, with the yeah. Beatles and all, all of this with with within the church movement. And, you know, you've got the baby boomers. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got mothers having multiple children, especially if we want to, make it location specific in the United States, mm -hmm. we're exploding yeah. and families are exploding and the middle class is coming on the scene. Right. So now you've got mothers with multiple children yeah. and they are looking for something. They're looking for some kind of meaning in their life mm -hmm. outside of being a housewife. Right. Okay, and right. that's when the women's movement started hitting, and they started taking off their bras and burning bras, and and right. and that's the, you know one probably the pinnacle of of the movement of the women's movement. But within that, some of the articles I've read on on that timeline also yeah. was that's when the mother the the a next wave of of this meism started was the worship of the earth, the mm -hmm. mother, you know, people have called them the mother earthers, right? The, the worship, you know, not environmentalists yet. Right. That's, we're almost on the cusp of, of that. Right. But this is the understanding and the acknowledgement that earth is our mother. It switched from a, a predominantly these pagan, uh, uh, religions over the years slowly moved into a female, right. moved into a gender shift, and now you're you are worshiping the feminine. Right. And Mother Earth exploded in the United States. And I read a 
real interesting article on on how this happened. Yeah, it was, and I will tell you, James, if you want to know. Hey, I'm I'm all ears. This <laughs> I I was digging and found this. Uh, it was an amazing article about a gentleman. He was uh, he was a nuclear physicist uh, to some degree, a scientist, okay. and um, uh, an acad an academic. And he had studied for years the planet, and he felt that that um, he, he came up with a something called the Gaia, G A I A, mm -hmm. which is a well known word now. But it was the Gaia hypothesis, mm -hmm. and he wrote he wrote an article. And if I can find the publication it was in, and. Um, Let's see. He wrote an article in a journal okay. um, that a scientific journal in 1979. Mm -hmm. And he came and he studied and came up with this this hypothesis, this this theory. Um, it was an idea proposed by this gentleman named James Lovelock, and he published it in 1979. And it was, this is the concept, all living things on Earth, on what he called this biosphere, or this planet Earth, mm -hmm. they function as one, okay? okay. As a super organism of one and, uh, that changes its environment to create conditions that best meet its needs with the ability to self-regulate regulate critical systems needed to sustain life. He actually believed through years of study that the, that the earth self-regulated itself mm. and that everything was tied together from man to animal, to plant life, to the core of the earth, the entire earth itself. He called it the biosphere. Mm -hmm. Now, if we look at this, uh, the earth is living and breathing. It is an organism. So he's onto something. Okay. He's onto something very, very biblical, mm -hmm. but he looked at it from the scientific perspective. And all he did is he, he wrote a paper in a scientific journal Okay. and he lived in, uh, outside of England and he was searching for a name for this article and his neighbor, who was a, uh, a, a, a um, was it a Pulitzer Prize winning author mm -hmm. uh, was his next door neighbor. And he asked him, he said, I'm looking for a name for my paper. I'm going to release in this, in this journal. And the guy said, well, why don't you just call it Gaia? Mm. You know, and Gaia, and he named it the Gaia hypothesis, which meant this biosphere or, 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 uh, uh earth it's, mother, it's mother, right. And earth mother. at that time, 1979, you're talking about a, a you know, all of these things we just listed yeah. culmination of, um, the feminine belief, uh, when they needed something to validate their new age beliefs mm. and mother earth ism was that, and they found it in this article and somebody, some hierarchy in, in a new age, um, somewhere in the new age movement right. gra grabbed hold of this article and took it and they, and they took that name Gaia and they renamed uh, a movement 
and it called it the Mother Earth Movement. So this is mm-hmm. what was the absolute uh, uh, beginnings of this Mother Earth Movement, which today everybody knows what it's turned into. When, right. You know, from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s, early 2000s into an environmental movement based right. on the feminine. Right. And now we're looking at climate control, mm-hmm. right? And they change the name every week. Yeah, climate change. I don't even know what. The, yeah. What's the latest? I think it's climate change thing? now. Yeah, climate climate change. I think is the thing now. It's not it's climate uh, change, and everybody's on the bandwagon. It's not global warming the anymore. Right. right. The bandwagon to perpetuate this and to advertise it is: yeah. Are your superstars? Yeah. Are your are your emperors? <laughs> right. It's even being preached from the pulpit right, right. now. Right. You know, um, love Mother Earth, be right. kind to Mother Earth. She is our deity. We fall and worship her because she is she's part of our our biosphere. She's given and birth we to all us work right. together. Right. And, and we're we're all vibrating together yeah. on one plane. Right. And and this is this is where we're at now, and now we're moving into the into the next harmonic convergence. They call it, where every living thing is going to harmonize right. and vibrate at a certain frequency together. And um, and you know, this is where you know, we could go on and into aliens and 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 just keep going forward. But yeah. You know, we don't want to get out there too far because, I, like I said, it's vast right. and has it branches out in a hundred directions. But everything right. is connected, and it all goes back to um, the beginning that you you spoke about. And now, of course, we're we're heavy into the Mother Earth. Well, um, right, yeah, and so you know, we we as Christians, I believe, and this is what I've taught my kids. Uh, that we as Christians should take care of this earth the best that we can. We should not be throwing our trash out of our cars. We should not be littering. We should not be, you know, um, we should be taking care of the animals. We should make sure that that we are taking care of God's creation, but not as a worship unto Mother Earth, but as worship unto Yahweh who created it for us to yeah. live. He gave us this earth to live gave us life he gave us the beauty that we see why mess it up you know so we should be good we should be good stewards of keeping it clean uh good stewards of doing whatever we can but where it has where it has flipped from from that 1979 and the, the mother earth movement to the environmentalist movement it has become again worship of another god it's it's just another yeah. worship it's a worship of the earth god um, it's not, it's worship of the creation, not the creator. Again, it goes back to Romans one. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, from, from, you know, it, it just, like you said, it's, it's never ending and we could step into every little thing tonight and get so caught up into all of it that, you know, we'll, we're, we'll, <laughs> we won't have enough information for another couple of uh, episodes for this, but, um, the origins are very subtle, very quiet, very, uh, um, you know, very, um, just simple. And then it has just become more and more and has grown and grown and grown and grown into now 
this is the the world we live in. It has become yeah. the system of the world. <clears throat> and it's ripe, excuse me, it's ripe for the Antichrist. It's, an, it's ripe for yeah. his coming because if people are not on board with these things and then he's going to promote it, he's going to make it to be law uh, and he's going to forcefully make these laws it's about the self. It's about worship of the earth. It's about worship of, and and we've already we're already seeing it. You know, um, it's antithetical again to the worship of Yahweh. It's antithetical to the worship of uh, lessening ourselves so that we can be with with Christ uh, in His yeah. kingdom one day. Um, and you know, when I I started. Going back when I went back to the scriptures and thinking about where does the scriptures end? They end with the book of Revelation. Um, the, the book of Revelation is the final culmination of God's kingdom defeating Satan's fake anti Jesus kingdom, uh, and the illusion will finally be exposed and destroyed. So, in all of this, and all of this stuff that we're going to talk about, and all these people we're going to talk to. Uh, or, or a few people that we're going to talk to, and, and all of these these uh, um, situations and the subject that we can get into, we know that ultimately God takes care of it. Um, this earth is, <coughs> excuse me, this earth is dying, uh, but because it's supposed to die, uh, it's it's the, the, you know we know the universe is expanding. We know that because of the law of entropy, the, the earth is growing, the, the, the universe is growing, and it, it is uh, starting to fade out, and it's, it can only expand to so long. And, you know, Paul talks about it, um, I believe, in um, Galatians, where he's going to fold it up. He's going to fold it up like a, like a, like yeah. a suit, you know. It's going to be folded up. It's going to go, and it's going to be a new world, a new heaven, a new earth. Yeah. Um, and so we know it's going there. And he can, he can do that because he created it. He created and it. And he can end it. Right. You know, it's, it, I had one scripture before you finished sure. that I just, you know, it kind of wraps it up in Psalms 24. Okay. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Well, fullness thereof means everything on it, in it, around it yeah. is his. And the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. That's Psalm twenty-four. Right. And that you know, that's in a nutshell, right there. Yeah. Yeah. He created it. He'll do with it it's what his. he wants. Right. We have no say, and we can spend all day and all night and the next hundred years trying to preserve this earth, mm -hmm. and it won't do us one bit of good because yeah. he has his plans for his planet yeah and for his people and uh, for his people yeah amen so uh yeah so it, it's it is very interesting um to look at it from a biblical a biblical perspective to go back to um you know knowing what what the fall did what the the tower of babel again did what the fallen angels did now, we didn't even get into that aspect of it with the fallen angels and how they taught human <laughs> beings how to, you know, create these things out of the earth and, uh, you know, the, the, the worship of those gods, the worship of those 
fallen uh, deities, the their offspring. Yeah. We didn't even get into that. And like I said, we can go back to, to Gary's book and, and talk about, because I know he covers this stuff. Um, but, I mean, there's, again, the, every aspect of the Bible going through from Genesis to Revelation is God's plan for redemption of man, for the redemption of the earth, for the redemption of his creation to be his again fully 100% at the end of all days, at the end of all time. And the devil, Satan, the adversary, the accuser, all the different names, the, the, the bright and shining star, his plan to try to thwart God's plan throughout the whole Bible and in that re in that redemption and to, and to, uh, awaken people's minds to everything else except for the scriptures, everything else except for Yahweh, everything else except for Jesus, Yeshua, everything, everything comes into play. Everything comes into play except for our God. The one true and, God. And there's nothing new. Right. Nothing new under originate. the sun. Right. So everything is accounted to. <laughs> right. So you, know, you can look at anything on this planet, anything yeah. in culture, anything, um, uh, uh, you know, in this particular dispensation or the last. Yeah. And you cannot, you cannot find something that's original. It's all a counterfeit. Yeah. Um, you know, there is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. That scripture's powerful. Mm -hmm. There's nothing new. Nothing. Nothing. It's all just a counterfeit of what God created. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. So, yeah, I mean, again, introduction. <laughs> How's that for an introduction, Dave? <laughs> yeah. You know, and you and I have piles and piles of, I don't even know where to go with this. Yeah. There's so much in so many directions. So yeah. we're going to have to spend a week just figuring whittle it out down. Yeah, what's we'll, our first direction with this but we'll it's exciting it. we got a lot to talk about right yeah we'll whittle it down and like i said we'll get some some people uh in here to to talk to and um love to hear their stories and you know of of what it was for them um and then if, if we can't interview some other people i want to tell their stories uh i'll go through i'll you know listen again back yeah. to a few stories that i found really really interesting and a lot of them have the same themes a lot of them have the same yeah the same progression um and uh you know we'll definitely talk about that but um i think that's i think we're good for tonight i think we can let everybody go and rest and, and enjoy their week and get back to work or whatever they're doing <coughs> and yeah. um you know you and i can you know um just you know see where it, where it takes us so. we, just, we can hang up and start coughing yeah that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna, I'm gonna hang up and start coughing uh no i'm not coughing up blood yeah. don't, don't don't that's not gonna happen i'm just just a little just a little teaser uh <laughs> you know anybody Again, that's listened to us i apologize man. Point, <laughs> i apologize they're, they're for gonna want to stick with us because yeah. we've got uh some 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 yeah. guests they're going to come on yeah. with testimonies of being heavily involved right in in uh new age and how god saved them right from this and so he's pulling people out of this mindset and out of this yeah. look every day that has been into so many people in so many generations yeah all right well thank you guys for listening thank you for being here um thank you for taking the time with us and uh dave i yeah. will see you when you get back from seattle all right, buddy. All right, man. It was fun. Yeah, it was good. All right.
God bless you guys. Bye-bye.